0: Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM Network. And you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host Lawson. Lawson, good morning to you. Good morning,
1: Yeah, another
0: good day ahead. Hey, we both love music, hey?
1: Oh, I'm... So into music, I have no, no idea
0: Yeah, yeah, love music And on the way here this morning I was listening to a fabulous song One of my favourites mm. Because He
1: Lives Oh, such a good one Do you one. love that one? That, I, know- I play that song at Every single baptism I attend. Because I'm often called on to play guitar and sing and, and whatnot. And pretty much every baptism I go to, I play Because He Lives. Because they sung it at my baptism. And it's, ah, and so isn't it's it just, significant, isn't it? Hey? That's right. And isn't it just like the perfect baptism song? Like, why oh, are we here? Because He Lives. Because
0: like, He Lives, I can face tomorrow. Because He Lives, all fear is gone. Because mm. He Lives, He holds the future. And life is worth living just because he lives. Yeah, Love those words. And I'm just thinking, you know, somebody might have woken up this morning um, and has had a hard night. You know, there may be things going on in your life today that are really tough and uh, difficult, but just know that Jesus is there for you because mm. he lives. We can face tomorrow. We can face today. We can face tomorrow each and every day. But mm. fabulous. I mean, songs just are so inspirational, aren't they? Because like the words... When we listen to the words as well, they just hold so much meaning together with the melody. And, you know, we remember so, like I remember so much too, went through songs, Mm. like scripture songs and things like that. It's through songs, like scripture. I remember scripture through songs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I listen to music in a bunch of different contexts. Like I listen to music, like if I'm, say, working out, and it's just like stuff that's like hyping me up and driving me forward. Or But I think my most enjoyable music listening experience is like, driving to church sabbath morning and you've just got these amazing songs playing that just really speak to the soul it's like wow like god is good
0: And coming up on our show today, we have our interview with Jennifer Skews looking at emotional health. Again, just fabulous segments every time. In our news, we're looking at transforming lives and anti-Semitism. And in our Bible study, which comes after eight o'clock news, is on mission to the powerful. And today we're looking at Nicodemus.
1: You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different.
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson And what a rousing song To get us started for this morning To wake everyone up, Pete thanks so Much, we've got Pete in here today Yesterday, yeah Shel doing an
1: amazing job Today,
0: yeah, amazing job and so Yesterday and today and tomorrow, Shell's not Able to be here unfortunately and Pete's Filling in once again, thanks for what you're doing Pete, mm. always doing a great Work there as well, so take it away Lawson please with our first quiz question For today,
1: hey it's simply This, at the beginning of Proverbs which king was credited for the Proverbs. So, you know, you open up the book, and it's like, hey, who... Who, who wrote this? Who did this? If you know the answer, 0491 064 669. That's the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win two books this week, which will be drawn on Friday at around 8.45 a.m. The two books are Preaching from the Grave, a story of faith from the Rwandan genocide by Fiditus Nadeem Gabe. An amazing, awesome book about this guy's experience. Experience, like, living mm. through one of the most hectic periods in history. And it's a similar story with the other book we're giving away, The Man the Anzacs Revered, the story of William McKenzie, the Anzac chaplain, who was convicted bringing faith and hope to people during World War One." So, both of these books, absolutely incredible. We want to give them to you for free, but all you have to do is answer questions correctly and text us at 491 064 669. Again, at the beginning of Proverbs, which king was credited for the Proverbs?
0: Yeah, and he's just a little hint, just a well, well known king.
1: Yeah. Well, well known king. He's a well known king, he's prolific, and he was very successful.
0: Absolutely, he was. He wasn't one of those baddies at all.
1: That's right. <laughs> hey, Danuta, this morning. What's we, going
0: on? Well, we are going to Karatha to our listeners in Karatha to say hi mm-hmm. in Western Australia on 87.6. Now Caratha oh, is a amazing. city in the Pilbara region of Western Australia. It it joins on to the port of Dampier. It was established in 1968, which mm. was really interesting, you know, that it sort of came later, but it was uh, like a mining iron mining company started there. And in the 1980s, then petroleum and natural gas operations also started there. The interesting thing is, it's actually not a small place. It's actually in the 2021 census, there were over 17,000 people. So the city's name city's name actually comes from um, Karatha. Actually, means a cattle station um, and something similar to that. But anyway, if you are from Karatha, if you are one of our listeners. Faithful listeners or a new listener or this is your first time, text us in on 0491064669. Let us know what you love about Karatha, what mm. it is that makes you live there, how far, you know, do you do, do a lot of traveling from there? Cause it's really in the upper part of Western Australia. It's like like just below Broome um, and a fair way away from Perth. So a mm. um, bit of travelling there involved if you want to get down to Perth in some kind of way. Mm. But, uh, yeah, just really, really good to know. So I want to say hi to our listeners there. And just a really quick text that we want to read that we didn't manage to finish yesterday from Hannah because it was such a good text. Oh, uh, so yeah, So I'm keen that to read awesome. that. Yesterday, in that Bible study time, we were looking at Naaman. And, uh, and so this, it uh, said here, uh, Hannah says, Good morning, Duner and Lawson. This was late yesterday. We received this. Just wanted to say, we're enjoying your Bible study discussion. Even my two-year-old recognized it saying, my Bible story, mummy. Prophet Elisha tell Na- Naaman go in the muddy river. <laughs> That's so cool. As in, you know, the story is that Naaman has to go wash in the river seven times and his leprosy, he's cleared mm. of leprosy. So Prophet Elisha, tell Naaman go in the muddy river I like that. That's so good. It is amazing to think that this young girl taken from a home, pro- fa- a family probably killed, and yet she forgives and wants her master to be well and to know God. We love mm. reading this story in the Jesus Story um, Book Bible. In the book, it ends with years later, God was going to send another servant to forgive as the little girl did to forgive all of God's children and heal the terrible sickness in their hearts. Their hearts were broken, but God can mend broken hearts. Isn't that fabulous? Mm. So thanks so much, Hannah, for that. And for your little girl, how good is that she knows and recognizes and right. remembers the Bible old. stories. At I two know. At on the
1: ball. Like, that she's going to be a preacher,
0: I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Born little preacher, if she's mm. already knowing her Bible stuff so well. Hey, some good news coming out from California.
1: Okay, wow, that's good to hear, yeah. good stuff happening in california What's in happening in California
0: there? so in a place called uh, Salinas, mm-hmm. which is a city in in the state of California, there is a a judge by the name of John Phillips that um uh, that or well, that was a judge, but no longer is in the sense that he by the year two thousand he was just getting not 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 tired but concerned about how many numbers of um, of minors were actually coming through, you know, having committed big crimes, violence, and, oh, yeah. um, and, and the hopelessness that was amongst the adolescents that he was actually seeing. And so he decided to, he said, you know, you send them to prison, but, you know, they actually, in the end, can end up becoming a lot harder, um, criminals overall mm-hmm. than, than what they are when they first go in, just by the mm. fact that they go into prison. So he thought, what can I do about this? Mm. So in 2003, he decided he would do something different. And he actually um, started what's called the Rancho Chielo. Mm. So I'm thinking he's probably Spanish because that sounds Spanish to me. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it sound Spanish? cielo
1: Sure. I, I mean, yeah. They Rather have, than Ranch. Like they it's also, Rancho. Yeah. They have, um, they have like a bunch of you know, South Americans and whatnot living in California, like Mexicans yeah. and potentially Spanish. So, yeah, there's probably some Latin background going hmm. on there. But yeah.
0: So he set up this place called Rancho Cielo and he also, uh, set up a board that consists of judges and law enforcement leaders mm-hmm. and also a variety of supervisors from different angles, angles. Now, Rancho Cielo is actually a place where, you know, those that would, that are the minors, you know, adolescents and that juvenile, juvenile delinquents mm-hmm. that actually go, that would normally go into prison. He's saying he's, he's designed this place so that they actually come for training, for vocational training. That's so- and he actually gets in different experts and, and, um, you know, professionals that actually are experts mm-hmm. in the area of like carpentry and plumbing and, and chef work and things like that. And so they run all of these classes, but they also run classes on mathematics and on writing. Cause, you know, often one of the things is with these young ones that do these kind of crimes is that they actually, um, the literacy skills are pretty poor. Yeah. Okay. And so they actually have this training for them as well. So they actually teach them also how to write their resumes. So, you know, upstairs in this place, they've actually got where they do the maths and the writing classes. And then, you know, through the day, they do other practical stuff as well. So they're not just behind, you know, a desk all the time and and going, I can't cope with this and throwing up, you know, uh, as in, you know, throwing their arms in the air, going like, I'm not getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I love, I actually looked up their, their whole thing and I love this is what they actually say on their website on RanchoChiloC.org, and actually says there's you know building skills and transforming lives, and it covers their variety of things. But it says here, imagine the potential in every young person in in a setting that helps them make it real. That's Rancho Cielo. We invest education, training, and counseling in youth facing challenges, and they reward our belief in them with success. Mm. So here's the amazing thing with the success story, right? Because typically only about 40% of those who actually go to prison end up doing okay in the other end. Whereas here mm. they actually each year have 220 students actually coming and they actually have 84%, 84.8% first-time offenders who actually enroll and they never re-offend. Mm.
1: Is that a so high amazing.
0: statistic?
1: Absolutely, because th- like the biggest issue with this, and particularly with youth crime, is that youth crime is often motivated, not always. I think there's also youth that do just terrible things yeah, for various reasons, but youth crime is often all, often motivated by class mm. and by opportunity mm. and by, you know, again, people living in lower socioeconomic areas mm. and they're seeing this as like, oh, we don't have opportunity to, 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 You know, go into university or whatever it may be. And so they go down that route, then they end up in jail. So they become institutionalized. They lose years of their lives. When they get back out, it's so likely they're reoffended because not only do they not have those skills, but they have a, they have a, you know, jail on their permanent record and whatnot and it's just amazing to see that they these guys are really getting at the heart of the issue and stopping that cycle of institutionalization and incarceration it's like hey we need to stop this cycle by training and enabling these people that yeah youth crime like again these young people who are getting mixed in with the wrong crowds making these mistakes it's like hey let's let's help them to to do something better
0: yeah absolutely. I love that and here's the other thing too is that financially it's sustainable because it just costs twenty five thousand dollars per per kid mm. uh, per 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 young person compared to the one hundred and ten thousand that it actually costs a thousand um, house them in prison isn't that amazing mm. so a massive difference
1: in costs. Yes. so i'm just thinking there like this is something that's well worth the government sponsoring oh, because it's like this actually saves us money and has real results like it unclogs the prison system
0: Absolutely. That's right. And it gives them a purpose and a life and they end up, you know, doing really well in the workforce as well as with families in the end. And I think of the verses, you know, there's so many that I could have pulled out with this. Mm. But, you know, the thing is that it's about transforming lives. And today we are going to be looking in our Bible study uh, time today on Mm. Nicodemus, whose life is transformed through Jesus' turn. When we come to Jesus, he can and does transform our lives. And and just a, a quick verse too that, you know, we looked at last week where Jesus says, you know, to those on his, on his on his right, he said, you know, I was naked and you clothed me, I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And mm. so this is what these guys are doing. They're offering them some something that is far better, and you know, Jesus is the answer for all of us in our lives. But you know, these guys are being the hands and feet of Jesus in what they're actually doing right there with his team. Phillips and his team is what they're doing. Fantastic.
1: You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson this morning and Pete is our DJ for today. Thanks so much, Pete, doing a fabulous job. Right now, it's come time for us to do our second quiz question for today, Lawson.
1: All right, our next quiz question is this, and there's a bit of a theme here. You can probably pick up quite quickly. According to Proverbs one, what is the beginning of oh, that's knowledge? Isn't hey, it? 0491 064 669. According to Proverbs one, what is the beginning of knowledge? All of our questions for today are going to be coming from Proverbs one, and so maybe you know, maybe you're not a regular. Church Center, maybe you're not familiar with the proverb. we want to give you some license and some liberty to open up the Word of God and give Proverbs 1 a little bit of a reason, not very long, and yeah, we'll just better enable you to answer some of these questions so that you can get in for our amazing Prizes this week, Preaching from the Grave, A Story of Faith in the Rwanda Genocide by Ferdinand Nadeem Gabe, as well as The Man the Anzacs Revere, The Story of William McKenzie, the Anzac Chaplain in World War I. Again, 0491-064-669, that is the number to call. If you know the answer to that question, which again was, according to Proverbs 1, what is the beginning of Knowledge.
0: Absolutely. And you were correcting me how to say that that ranch place in oh, Spanish. So oh. do you want to tell our <laughs> listeners? Because, like, as soon as we went off air, you're like, Danuta. That's not how you pronounce it. So you think you can do it the right way because you know a bit of Spanish. So go on, roll it out for them and I go mean, into your news. every I mean, Come it's, on. Just, it's
1: just that, Danita, like you're Australian. You're Australian, no, right? No, no.
0: And I've got Polish, so I'm going to hey. give you a Polish word to say and see if you can say it Okay, right.
1: that's fine. But it's just, I don't know. So I remember first moving over to Spain because I lived in Spain for a number of years and first moving over there. And, you know, you just talk, okay, and you're just like, oh, let's go to Madrid or Barcelona or whatever, or let's go to Albacete. And they're like, what are you talking about and so i practice my accent a lot it's like that one it's like well it depends a little bit what part of spain you're in but if i was like in in uh madrid i'd say like rancho Mm cielo they they lisp a little bit more you know if down down south it's like rancho cielo sounds very spanish you don't sound Aussie at all you sound very spanish i mean i mean okay what's this (laughs) polish word what right that that you want to you want me to pronounce what would you say?
0: I'll I'll think of one and we'll give it to you Okay, a bit Okay, later. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Give me something. A bit later something. in the show, I've got to think of something. I think, I'll give you a good time to start. I think
1: I've I I got the... I think Try this one. Okay.
0: Proszę pani, moja pani, proszę pani, abe pani, pani, I'm lost.
1: Okay. That's, that's a Proszę pani something something. I, that's that's how far... I, there's probably Polish <laughs> listeners this morning that are on the ball. Yeah. I need some... I'd I'll I'll love to learn Polish. I'd love to just learn everything. Really language. really good. I love languages. I love learning them. I love being able to communicate to people in different languages. Yeah. And I love When you can meet someone from a different country, particularly when they're here in Australia, and you can say some words in their language and you immediately ingratiate yourself with them and connect with them. And then you're able just to... to to talk and to open up. And and to help them, especially when they don't
0: know the English language, you can help them. That's what my mum always said. Keep learning and keep knowing the Polish language. You'll be able to help somebody in need sometime that you know, to show them around and make them feel at home. So, yeah. Where are we going with our new segment today?
1: So, we, this morning, are talking about a controversial topic. No, well, not incredibly. I actually... Maybe incredibly controversial. I, I don't think very controversial here in Australia because we haven't necessarily been faced with issues over this. But I feel like given the recent world events, we are going to be talking about anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be asking this morning, what is anti-Semitism? And it's essentially holding, you know, some kind of grudge or disdain or hatred towards Semitic people or specifically Jewish people. Uh, and, you know, that's how it's understood to be today. And given the war in Israel at the moment, the topic of anti-Semitism has become quite muddy because mm. this has been something like for for a long time, you know, it's anti-Semitism and, and not proliferating hate towards Jewish people. It's been quite an important thing, particularly in a post-Holocaust and a post-World mm. War Two world that, you know, we see the jewish population as a people who ha- at one point have been so incredibly oppressed and attacked and marginalized mm, that coming out of the holocaust it's like okay we need to put our best foot forward to to you know support these people mm. and not proliferate and share mm. ideas of antisemitism because it unfortunately at one point led to you know genocide a mass genocide of their people the mm. holocaust mm. But given the context of Israel and Palestine, the war that's happening there, it has led to all kinds of reactions.
0: All sorts. It was on the front page news the other day of what's happening here for families, even in Australia. That's right. And...
1: Where it's like, okay, anti-Semitism is wrong because it's, you could class it as, as a racist and discriminatory, but at the at the same time, people are like, oh, but we also need to act anti-Semitic because of what Jewish people do. I, I just want to give you some examples. I just want to give you some examples. So, Elon Musk is a very famous very rich person the owner of lots of companies one of the richest men in the world and also the owner of Twitter which is one of the most you know controversial and storied social media platforms there is we talked about Twitter a bunch when Elon Musk took it over because the, the guys under which Elon Musk took over Twitter, so it was a public company that he bought and took, made private. Mm. The guys was that, oh, this is gonna be the bastion of free speech online. And particularly over the last couple of years that a lot of people have been kind of burnt by the likes of Facebook and Instagram mm. and like, oh, I'm sharing my opinion and these guys are canceling me. It's like Twitter aim to be like when, when Elon Musk took it over, it's like, Oh, this will be the central exchange of ideas and whatnot. Anyways, there had been people posting kind of pro Nazi content on Twitter that hadn't been moderated out. And, and, Along with that, there had been some automated ads that have been coming up for like, you know, you see like a pro-Nazi post and then under that post you'd see an ad for Macca's or an Mm. ad for Disney or an ad for this or an ad for that, you know, these big companies. And so this turned into an investigation from those companies into Twitter to see like, okay, why is this happening? And why is Twitter and Elon Musk enabling anti-Semitic content? Mm. And even there was a post that was anti-Semitic and it was talking about uh, basically the idea that uh Jewish people have a have an agenda to diminish the white population of the United States and 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 allow high amounts of immigration because it will benefit them in some way. And you know, which is seen as a very anti Semitic view. Mm. And at one point I think Elon Musk commented on this post or said it was true or something like that. And so because of all of that, he is now In Israel, talking to Benjamin Netanyahu, like doing the full apology tour, trying to get into the good graces of people from Israel and Israelis. Wow! Wow!
0: So he's gone right into the heart of it all. That's right,
1: because he's like, okay, you know, I'm being perceived as anti-Semitic. Yeah. So I need to do everything I can to get, you know, you know, people who are offended by this on side, and particularly like issues of fence and race, uh, offense and racism and whatnot, and, and backlash against that is largely coming from the younger generation of mm-hmm. kind of viewing that and then mm-hmm. the whole idea of cancelling and whatnot is a y- largely a young person mm. thing. Now, on the flip side to that, a story came out from New York of a high school teacher in New York who attended a pro-Israel rally. Now, I don't want to comment on who is right and who is wrong yeah. in the war in Palestine yeah. and Israel. We think that, We're not
0: taking sides. We
1: think that death is abhorrent. We think that the war is yeah. wrong simply because death is terrible. Yeah. And, you know, there's so much... So many things to say. But this person attended a pro-Israel rally holding a sign that says, I stand with Israel. Mm. Uh, And that got around the school. This is a high school with like two and a half thousand students in New York. Mm -hmm. And that led to a huge, like... Uh, not only like a a demonstration and and a protest in the school but it kind of turned into a riot where there was vandalism and basically this teacher's locked himself in his office and the front doors wow. being like protected by teachers of over a thousand students who are chanting free Palestine and wanting to like wreck his room and break stuff and so like again if this happened like five years ago this would be seen as Deeply anti-Semitic. Absolutely. And and none of these students would participate Absolutely in, in something. None of these students would participate in something like this because they would be like, oh, like as as young people, it's like, oh, we need to be sensible to issue of, of race. And but now, because of this conflict, it's like, yeah, you know, we can we can uh, we can go hard Get and again for young people and in New York City as well, which is yeah. incredibly like race sensitive yeah. and, and issue, social issue sensitive. town, a very liberal city Mm. it's like these young people are like, oh wait, you support Israel and Israeli people? Like you know, you support the IDF, like, oh, we're, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna attack you, you know, we're gonna come after you because you're a racist. If you support Israeli people, again, five years ago, if you proliferate Nazis, yeah, it it, it's yeah. like, none of these kids would participate in something And here's like the
0: interesting thing too, it's just showing how invested people are in what is actually happening, it, yeah. emotionally heightened. That's right. You know, I'm thinking of what Jennifer Scuse was also saying last week that, you know, rationale Rash, Rash kind of goes out the window mm. when we, we're sort of, but it, also showing it's not i'm not saying about rationale here being impacted in the sense um, of what we were talking about so much last week as the fact that they're so emotionally invested that they are they are believing in what you know their side is and that's why there is this strong response and yeah
1: yeah and the counter to that is seeing the opposite side as purely evil Untolerable, you know, and worth again, all these school students like vandalizing their school. And I, I, I see this and I just see so much of it as you're right emotionally driven. I think it is a
0: very strongly emotionally driven simultaneous
1: simultaneously it kind of reveals a false dichotomy of this us and them mm-hmm. like okay there's one people group to blame that's responsible for the evil in the world and it's those same people group that again a couple years ago if you did anything against them it would you would you would you would be ostracized for it as, as a racist or a bigot. And so for me, I sit here and, and observing this situation, I'm like, there's just such a great need to, to stop and to recognize and mm. to realize which direction we're going with this and, and to try and come to some kind of mutual understanding and, and not just to fall into the trap of us and them, but rather to, to be open and just accepting and in in the sense that we just need to have these conversations have this dialogue and Mm. view every person and and this is the best way to view people it's like how do you overcome issues of racism Mm. and and whatnot it's to view every person as as actually fallen as actually struggling and as in need of god you're listening to the breakfast Joe podcast on faith fm positively different
0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson, and it's come time for our third quiz question for today before we go into our interview with Jennifer Scutes.
1: Yeah, here we go, third quiz question here. According to Proverbs 1, again, guys, Proverbs 1, get up on the Proverbs 1 and you'll know the answers to this. According to Proverbs 1, what do people should a son listen to? So you're you're a son, and a maybe by extension a daughter as well, a child. What, That's right. What two people should they listen to? If you know the answer to this one, hey zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That is the number to text. And if you text that number with the correct answer, you go into the draw to win our amazing prizes. we got preaching from the grave, the story of faith from the Rwandan genocide, as well as the man the Anzacs revere, the story of William McKenzie. But hey, guys, again, that number, 0491 According to Proverbs 1, what two people should a son listen to? 0491 064 669.
0: That's it. And it has come time for us to do our interview with Jennifer Skews. Good morning, Jennifer. Are you there
2: with us? Uh, Good morning. Yes, I'm here. (laughs) Hello.
0: Always great once again to have you back on our show, Mm. Jennifer. And we were talking about an interesting topic just before we um, went into our last song, uh, and Lawson was actually sharing about anti-Semitism and what's actually happening over in New York City and people reacting even about, um, you know, Israel and stuff. We just got talking about the fact, too, about how people's emotions are really heightened with what's actually happening over in Israel and Hamas. And our mind went to some of what you, were covering last week um, okay yeah but i know last week though you were covering about passion over reason reason and what happens when yes. our emotions take over take over so where, mm. are we, where are we going today what are we covering with you
2: today well some of it is uh, maybe finishing off with that or if people are just listening give a little bit of an overview but also then have a look or how to get off the roller coaster mm-hmm. mm.
0: right? That'd
2: be and that's, great. That, that's a hard one to do for a lot of people So there are steps we need to take. But certainly when you look at the roller coaster, what you've said in the world, the world is on a roller coaster. Yes. You know, when you have – and it's that stop the world, I want to get off principle. Well, it's really Mm. stopping the roller coaster, that emotional roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's dangerous when you get – with one person over emotional on the roller coaster can do a lot of damage. So you get lots of people together, and it's a bit scary, I find. Mm. Um, I wouldn't want to be in a group that is revving up emotionally because you lose control of your rational mind Mm. you can no longer think rationally and that's what we've talked about and when you let passion take over then your capacity to actually reason and use your conscience is out the window it's gone yes yes and uh, And that's when we say and do things that we go. What did I do that for? What did I say that for? Um, yeah, and we sort of have this problem where we continue to do that.
0: Hmm. Mm.
2: So how do we how do we work with that? What do we do? Okay. On an individual level, first of all, I guess the question is: when you're on that roller coaster, what is um, your focus? who or what are you focused on when your emotions start to rev? Mm. Who are you looking at? Mm. Who who are you looking at when you get revved up? It's Who's usi- the focus? It's usually yourself, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. It's all about me, me, me. Mm. You know, it's the what about me syndrome. And we react emotionally on the negative when we – are reacting to something or someone, and we take it what you call personally. Mm. Mm. It's like they're having a go at me. They're talking about me, you know, and this is where paranoia can certainly set in on that level. Mm. Um, So one of the things, emotions are your barometer. Mm. So we have to recognize the emotion and that is um, we have to step into what's called a more mindful state where we're aware of ourself and aware of others. We become the observer versus the participant.
0: Oh yeah, well. nice. Interesting mm. concept. So it's about yes. stepping out of a you know, yourself and, and actually going, Okay, what
2: is the bigger picture here and yes. how is it in general? Okay. Yes. It's like you're seeing your emotional state. Yeah, like anxiety is a classic example. People, if they're anxious, become their anxiety. Oh, I'm so anxious, I can't do this and I can't do that. And what if they do this? It's all about me. But um to recognize, say, for example, I teach people anxiety is a physical state, not just mental or emotional. Mm. So you start to focus on what's my body doing, why am I my body reacting in an anxious way versus mm. I'm anxious. Mm. So you start observing or I'm seeing that I'm so angry with that person. What is that about? You ask questions. Mm. You know, you've got to step back from the anger, step back from um, the pain, the emotional pain, and recognize you're in that state. And that in itself is a self-awareness that we have to develop. Mm. Um, how quickly do, do emotions fire up, do you think?
0: Well, I think it's very dependent on the situation, <laughs> but it's always pretty quick, isn't it? Because it like is, it's, it is. I mean, that's that. our feeling side going and the rational goes out and, and it just goes heightened very quickly.
2: Absolutely. And if you're a bit tired, if you've been compromised, if you're hungry and your blood sugars are low, you're going to react a lot quicker. Mm. and this is why it's good to stay in good health and recognize. So if I'm a bit tired, I go, hang on, I'm going to react a bit more today. I've already looked at that possibility, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Or you'll notice that you feel more irritable when your blood sugars are low. So this is where emotions are connected to the body and the physiological state. Mm. So this is where knowing that and looking after yourself is important in being able to contain emotions and not be so reactionary. Mm. Um, They did an interesting study in prisons. Uh, I I think these are sorts of things ongoing, and this was in the U.S., and what they did, they took sugar out of the diet totally. Now, what does sugar do? It loads the energy and it also loads the emotions because when your energy is high and out of control, you're going to react. Mm -hmm. And they found that in this prison, the anger that was there that they were all manifesting subsided
0: Wow. Don't that's they actually, that's yeah, powerful, isn't it? It and is. Powerful. But I guess we see that a little bit with kids as well, don't we? Like, yeah. you know, well, yep. I mean, particularly ch- children, I should say, not just children, yes. but particularly children is, you know, when they actually have a lot of sugar, um, yes. you know, they get, you know, very hyperactive and whatever, and then they don't think, um, you know, everything's just
2: heightened with reactions. Yes. And they Mm. often end up in tears. Mm. And uh, the the children I've had or parents have come to me or asked my advice is, well, what do they have when they come home from school? And it's often a cordial or a sugar drink or some biscuits or something with sugar in. So I say, right, I want you to take all of this out and give them a a proper snack that will stabilize the blood sugars, different child. They can Mm, focus, the emotions subside, they're not in that chaos
0: Mm. So, so, what, so what you're saying is yeah. to actually, for us and for children, so anyone is to actually have yes, the hel- healthy kind of sugars. So that, yes, like if our are. blood sugars are actually low and you're saying and we're more reactive if our, if our blood sugars, mm. for instance, are low, yes. it's about having the healthy sugars and regularly.
2: <laughs> yes, it is it's like well in fruits uh, there's a lot of foods that have sugars in. If you're adding um, something sweet in as uh, having a balance of nuts and seeds and uh, fruits or if you're adding a bit some people use a bit of maple syrup you can get uh, stevia you can use a bit of honey but avoid the all the refined sugars because they straight into the bloodstream shoot the sugars up. Yes. so this is just one aspect of that. I guess you could say that self awareness of what we're eating and how it's going to contribute to our emotional reactions or Mm -hmm. what we're not eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one aspect of being mindful during the day. And I think when we start reacting or we've reacted, look at what happened, Mm -hmm. you know, and check the physiology out and check out, um, you know, am I overreacting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where if you can pull back and not open the mouth and say something, if you're with someone, uh, write it down. Mm-hmm. Get it out mm-hmm. of that headspace and you'll write down, I'm angry because "du or I'm hurt because, and then you look at it and say, well, I can't say that to them. Mm-hmm. What's the real issue? So you start to you get the rational mind. You start to go back into reason over passion by writing it down and thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Right? I like that. And, that's a powerful tool to get off that roller coaster. And uh, I use it. I, I don't use as much now, but I have. And then I uh, read because re, I'm a bit more in control at times mm-hmm. of my emotions. But um, when you have a look at what you've written, mm-hmm. it's emotionally loaded. And I get clients to do this where they're going to write out. They're so upset and angry and hurt. And so I get them to write the letter. It's not about sending the letter. It's about writing it. And then we work on taking that emotional loading out and put it in a fair um, way of being able to I could send that letter you're not attacking the person you're not using your emotions you're pointing out the problem and putting in maybe a request of what to do about it mm, mm, mm. so again it's it's a great and do not send a letter that's emotionally low that I've done that before oh yes mm. and that can
0: have the massive emotional yeah. response can't oh. it it, this is where emails are dangerous. Right. That, that's why, you know, especially when you're in, in, in um, strong leadership positions or anything like that, yes. really, well, in any any roles, you know, sometimes the key thing, isn't it, about yes. what, the, what I've found is that it can be loaded if you respond straight away, whereas if you give it a day yes. or two, you kind of... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not so yes. emotionally loaded, and you kind of think about what you're actually writing a yeah. whole lot better.
2: <laughs> oh, you do, and just or if you write the email, go away, wait, and don't send it. Come back, reread it, and take the emotional loading out, mm. um, and uh, have a look at maybe solution focus versus problem focus. Mm. So there's things that you can do that are very powerful in you being right with you. Because when you overreact emotionally, how do you feel about yourself? Mm not good no, not yeah. at all. <laughs> guilty shameful yes uh, unless you carry the anger over and or internalize it and shut it down mm-hmm. that's uh, another thing that we do mm. so when you're looking at it what we want to do is learn to step back with the emotion if we're reacting recognize we're reacting mm. you know and if you with someone you can do that yeah you know, I remember doing that with a family member when I'd get angry and I'd say something and I'd say, look, and they'd say, oh, I could see you were getting angry. I said, well, I'm giving you permission to let me know if you think I'm getting angry. And that person did it a couple of times and they were right and I went away, thought about it, processed it, and we then talked about it. Mm,
0: like that. Well, I mean, yeah. oh, that, that takes practice, doesn't it, really, just to it keep does. doing this kind of process.
2: Yes, uh, particularly if you're very emotionally reactive, Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, all mental, emotional illness is emotional. Or mental mm-hmm. illness, depression, anxiety—all of those things are emotionally ro- um, loaded in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is where a tablet won't just fix it all. We have to start working with the emotion and literally changing the mind, changing the wiring. So uh, that in itself is a whole process. Uh, and I know we can 't talk about it all this morning, but that 's another thing we can look at so there are things we can continue to look at as we go to be able to get off the emotional roller coaster because that is our problem mm, absolutely mm. yeah,
0: uh, yeah it 's a, it's a constant roller coaster and and so what you, what we 're hearing as well i mean Jennifer, do you find that like sometimes people go for the professional help, but yes. but sometimes mm-hmm. a lot of times they choose not to. And That's so, right. And so putting these into place, even in small ways, it's about the awareness of needing to do that first, but then to actually put it into place
2: and keep practicing yes. it. Is, is, yes. and, it do,
0: yes. do, and it becomes easier. Is that right?
2: Oh, it does because you rewire the brain. Yes. Okay. You know, your emotional loading is uh cognitively, mentally, emotionally wired in uh, several parts of the brain, and that's what we load, and that's sitting there waiting to react. We haven't debriefed it. We haven't rewired it, mm. and that that's very, very important. Mm. I mean, a, a good example of this overreaction is impulse buying. There are a lot of people, if you're feeling sad or a bit down or whatever, oh, you go to the shops and, oh, I really love that. I'll feel so much better. We buy it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm.
2: Or the sales assistant will go, oh, that looks so good if it's clothing with women. Oh, you look so good in that color. It's just you, you know, and you think, oh, wow, you know, I feel great. So you take it and get to and think, what did I buy that for? Mm-hmm. I don't really like it. Fortunately, you can take things back. Mm-hmm. But what I do and I recommend is if you really like something, go away, finish your shopping and think about it before you buy it.
0: Mm, I've done that a few times as well. It's so helpful because you kind of go, do I really need that or don't I really need that? Or you forget about it and you come home and you go, oh, well, then I didn't really need that if I managed (laughs) to go home without actually thinking about going back for it.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. So there's lots of things we can do like that. And it's really delaying the emotional reaction and observing it and exploring it a bit more. Why am I feeling like that? Why did I react to that person? Mm. Ask yourself questions and that helps you to be the observer versus the participant.
0: Love what you're saying, Jennifer. Thank you so much. You're looking at things objectively rather than subjectively, and the points you've given us today are so crucial and fantastic. Once again, thank you so much, Jennifer. We really That's appreciate okay. it every single time. And Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.
2: You're listening to the Faith FM Breakfast Show positively
1: different radio look up for your redemption draws near hi this is Sharissa and Danny your hosts for looking up join us every Wednesday between 3.30 and 5.30 for our live show we cover current news and how it relates to Bible prophecy we'd love to have your company and interaction so set your alarm and put it in your calendar
2: we will catch up then